This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. The opinions expressed on this show and in this podcast are those of the host and guests. They do not represent the opinion of Free FM. We encourage listeners to evaluate issues for themselves from a range of credible sources. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything gonna be alright this morning. Yes, this is From the Fringes, a program about alternative provocative views. My name is Jack Geelan. My co-host is Jenny Puamanuka. And also, our guest today is Kerry Bevan. He's going to Hi be everybody. talking to us. Just some local news. Um, safe areas around abortion clinics. Uh, a third reading has been done uh, by the government. and um, But this is murder as far as I'm concerned. And we're pro-life adoption agencies for the purpose, for the preciousness of life. Wait a second. Yep. Are you talking about baby farms, Jack? Well, <laughs> if if you're a father mentor or a mother mentor, you're a spiritual father, and so therefore you're protecting children, not only the own children, but the children you're advocating for in terms of protecting, because, looking after mothers and fathers. All yeah. right, I was just wondering, like, how many babies are we talking here? Like, where is the farm, old McJackie's baby <laughs> Yeah, well, we want people to adopt babies. We don't want them to yeah. uh, abort them, which is what the government wants to do right up until a baby is born. So that's yeah. pretty terrible. That's true. Okay, now the president of Ukraine calls for a no-flying zone over the Ukraine, um, which would stir everybody up, the Russians up, and, uh, you know, if they started bombing aeroplanes over the Ukraine, um, that would lead to a third world war. Um, so what do you think of Mr. Putin and what he's doing, Kerry? I don't think much different from most people in the civilised world. He's a murderous killer, and the sooner he gets dealt to, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now, Waiata and Te Reo, um, our own superheroes like Coupe going on an adventure. Okay, the government is talking about history involving Maori perspectives. Uh, the effect of colonisation and personal whakapapa. Uh We've got our own history here in New Zealand, both Maori and non-Maori. Uh, what do you think of introducing this, talking about our own history here in New Zealand? Well, actually, we do need to have a lot more about our own history and education. Yep. And it does involve Maori heritage, but it also now involves many other cultures as well, like the Dutch, uh, like uh, yep. French. We have many cultural backgrounds now. Yes. Yeah, which is very important. And, of course, Luxton is a, a moderate rightist, and Kerry believes that we, it should be bye-bye Cindy, Cindy. And he has four accusations against the Labour Party. What is it? The sexist? Well, I think it does have to be bye-bye Cindy. I think she's now shown New Zealanders that she's inexperienced in, in politics and over her head. The Labour Party now, without Winston Peters' handbrake on them, has become seriously sexist 
anti-male. It's long time been like that. I don't know, but I well, what I do know about the. Yeah, can I finish? I'm oh, sorry, yeah. sir. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, you, yeah, we'll talk about the later. <laughs> the Labour Party is also racist. They're now promoting brown privilege after some three billion dollars plus worth of settlements, and the Waitangi Tribunal's now done its job, so it'll be shut down. We don't need any more of this divisive racism. That's anti-white. And also they're pacifist. pacifist. The Labour yeah. Party always emasculates defence and as you can see is a dangerous world now in the Ukraine. A country that winds down defence is a fool and we need to pull our weight with our allies. Yep. And the other, uh, there are other issues as well. but um, Economically. Economic incompetence. Yeah, yeah, Grant Robinson's printed way too much money. He's created intergenerational debt. This is a government which is now in less than a year shown that they are not capable of running the, a modern democracy and we want them gone. Bye-bye, Cindy. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, myself. You're a bit liberal in some ways. Of Cindy. I think the, when you always get a Labour government and they're predominantly uh, LGBTQ yep. uh, uh, social development supporters. Yep. So I, I actually don't mind the Labour Party so much, but I was saying to a friend on the phone one night, I said, you know, those two parties, they're very, you know, the two main parties, yep. they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Okay, and that's what I think a lot of the public don't really gauge. Right. Now, Kerry Bevan is the granddad of the Fathers Coalition and the men's movement in New Zealand, along with Jim Bagnall. Um, they put a memorial in place for Jim, didn't they? Yeah, he did a lot of men's activist stuff. And um, Okay, and so... What are you going to do about passing on the legacy? I mean, you're going to write your own autobiography and so people understand the history of the men's movement here in New Zealand. Well, I have been around a long time, Jack, and I knew Jim Bagnall well. Yep. And um, it's sad that he's not around anymore. And I am always looking for younger masculists, men who are proud of their masculinity and know how to express yep. it with strength and consideration. And so there are a few of them around. And so you do your best to encourage um, men to do this. But unfortunately, we live in a highly feminized era and society now. Yeah. And so many men... Many of them are not even aware of it. They're emasculated and weak. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. That's right. And so they too really hand over their power to females and they need to assert themselves. So men with real balls are hard to find these days, Jack. Interestingly enough, sir, Mr. Kerry, um, I I find that all over New Zealand. Yeah? Yeah, so you're a, a vegan... Uh, a hippie uh, into folk music, uh, mystic spirituality, I'd say. And um, what do you hope to achieve with the men's symposium? We've got this men's symposium happen happening this year. So that promises to be really interesting. Okay. Um, when is it? Uh, where is it? And uh, explain to us a little bit about it, Kerry. Okay, all right. Um, I'll hold that, yeah. yeah. Um, well... Yeah, I'll just correct you, Jack. I'm not a vegan. I do eat steaks because I need to keep the oxygen What's up. What's the word vegan or... B a bogan. Oh, bogan. You, you meant bogan. 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 Yeah, I'm sort of part bogan. I'll own that, yes. But what we need to talk about now, I've been helping to promote and organise 
another annual men's summit. This time it's in the Mount RSA on April the 29th. That's a Friday, the um, end of next month. It's become an annual event for concerns about the welfare of men and boys, something that is sadly neglected. And I think now that the current Labour government is now in serious political, social and legal risk, they have now funded over $200 million towards the welfare of women. And many of those programmes are probably... Uh, worthwhile but what about the men because we do have serious issues and we're delighted that we have Warren Farrell from the US coming in promoting his new book which is all about the boy crisis in other words the abuse and denigration of males has now developed a whole generation of damaged boys and this is a society on the way down that will drag Western civilization down. So it's a very serious matter. Now, so come along to the summit. This is <coughs> going to be held at Mount Monganui RSA, uh, 544 Mung, Monganui Road, Mount Monganui. And that's going to be happening on Friday, the 29th of April, 2022, yeah, 8.30 to uh, 5 p.m., and also be broadcasted on Zoom. So, um, yeah, so I'm really inspired by this and a few of my friends. Yeah, well, the main thing that people out there need to know is that there is a website, www.mensummit.nz, where you can get all this information. And um, so everybody's welcome. An intelligent woman also know that their yeah. well-being is usually linked I'm to going, a healthy male. I'm going, disclaimer. Gender equity, <laughs> woman stand by your man. You remember we did Black Ribbon a few years ago and I was going through a, a few attacks by my own family and I addressed some of the sister-in-laws and says, when are you going to stop perpetrating violence towards men, namely Jacobus Geelan? And some of the men in the family. So uh, actually, this is how many reasons? 30 reasons why women should stand by men. What does it say? Men have no ministry to promote their rights. Men die earlier than women. Men are sexually harassed. Uh, taxpayers fund express our sperm theft. Yeah, so you remember that when we... Yes. Yeah. Well, Jack, there's a whole raft of issues around men's welfare that need to be addressed, which are sadly neglected and ignored. And uh, what is happening now is Helen Smith, a uh, psychologist in the US, wrote a book fairly recently called Men on Strike. What is happening now in Western society is because they've had such a dirty deal for so long, many males now are disengaging. They're not really connected to their society. Would I fight to defend New Zealand? Certainly not with this anti-male rubbish going on. Um, And so it has come to the point now where the onslaught on male well-being is so profound and so serious that real men need to stand up and really push back about this. Wow. Yeah. So we're talking about Father Heart Ministries, transformational processes, a men's ministry of affairs. You've been running that for quite some time. Men's refuge centres, strength-based perspectives, empower men to change, teaching men new ways, stop torturing males. Yes. Okay, so our mission statement when it comes to parental care and support, co-parenting, domestic violence prevention, uh, advocacy, self-litigation, and our 
um, disclaimer, we don't take responsibility yes, for drugs and also our code of ethics. So our code of ethics, uh, which is very public so everyone can know it, uh, we do not accept any harm on premises to each other, to yourselves. Uh, so when you come into our parental support programs, please just make sure that um, you let us know if there's any conditions you need help with. Uh, we don't have the legal jurisdiction to ask you uh, if there's any medical conditions or anything, but it is always really nice to know, okay? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so with uh, parental care and support, the importance of father and mother mentors and advocacy training. So um, I'll be actually looking for some father mentors when I'm there, Kerry, uh, because we're promoting the Purple Heart Fathers for Justice, Father and Child Reunion, Māori Aura, Father's Circle, supporting uh, support group for the well-being of fathers. I, I'm talking down here, the Elijah Task, Father Heart Ministries, Training Spiritual Fathers, uh, Big Buddy Supporters. And if people want to know a bit more about that, that's 027-678-0867. So there'll be a lot of father mentors there, will there, Kerry? You know, what rights of passage? Well, hopefully some of us, we spend a lot of time mentoring men or encouraging them to be good fathers because what you've seen in our society now is the result of defathering yeah. through instruments like the family court and the defathering of families. Well, it leads to wayward boys. And where do wayward boys go? They join wayward gangs and they become a real social problem because they've yep. never had the role modelling of a positive male or the discipline that fathers need to impose at times. And usually the discipline in the yep. family is an archetypical male father uh, thing that's done. The classic wait till your father gets home is still very true. Much serious discipline in families is still done by fathers. You take the father out of the mix, yeah. the whole family begins to disintegrate, become dysfunctional, yeah. antisocial, and boys in particular start developing criminal tendencies. And so do girls. They yeah. need their fathers too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, what do you say to that? I'm You've a got a good father. I absolutely yeah. agree. I'm a daddy's girl. Yeah. Daddy's um, mokopuna of Chief Kenny Papa, yeah. who he's named after. Yeah. And um, yeah. Absolutely. We need, our fathers need to be role models yeah. and men. Yeah. Now, I'd like to talk about a subject uh, which is quite controversial, and that's the LGBT agenda in the United States, allowing three-year-olds to be dysphoric and boys to become girls and girls to become boys. And there's a court case over there. Actually, uh, they're saying that a lot of these um, she-males, you know, at a young age, even, you know, five and six, they're actually um, being tortured and they're really a parent should actually define what the the um, sexual identity of a boy or a girl is, shouldn't they, Kerry? So what do you think about that controversy? Well, unfortunately, the gender-bending brigade and the gay brigade in Western society now has often become very aggressive and steps way beyond their boundaries. When you start psychosexually abusing a three-year-old you as you should be culpable before the law it is child abuse clearly and obviously and children don't really 
develop their any idea of sexuality or their identity until they get into their teens and start experimenting and finding out what sex is about. This is why in our law you're not sexually culpable for your behaviour below 16. So if there are people out there in the world, as you say, Jack, in the US who are psychosexually abusing three-year-olds, these children need to be uplifted into state care where they will get normal parenting, hopefully. And uh, this is a serious abuse, criminal abuse of children. And it's totally intolerable. Um, what three-year-old even knows what you're talking about when you yeah. talk about sexuality? Just let them grow up into a strong, healthy body and mind and they will find out more about that yeah. in their teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to talk about that? Like, no, you're kind of gender no. diverse in some way. Well, no, the, here's the thing. But you are a real woman. I... Here's the thing. I totally agree with what Kerry is saying. I think children... Mm-hmm are getting too involved in sexuality or gender too early and it's damaging their psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, in light of what you just said, um, yes, Western society seems to be at times, and other commentators have said it at all, obsessed with sex and now to the extent that now it's taking it down into young children. This is actually perversity and psychosexual corruption and so this is shades of what was happening when the roman empire fell when you had yeah. caligula and uh, mother uh, fathering a son to his sister and this was you're starting to head down that very bizarre perverse track yeah uh, as christians we're called to love all people equally we love the sinner but hate the sinner i guess you could say and so in a gender-diverse world, we still have to interrelate to these people and possibly guide them in the right direction. Uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, um, as I said before, I, I believe our young men and our fathers, they must always be taught to be role models um, because in my head, I am gender-diverse. Well, I'm not non-binary. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it corrected. Yeah. Um, but the, I do believe that men are meant to be our role, our role models and that they are sort of the leaders. Of, yeah. They're the leaders, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And gender equality, perhaps, I believe that exists. But I also believe that men are a little bit... Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to break any broadcasting standards today. Well, if you, look, if you look at the Bible, yeah. you've got Christ as the head of the man, the man as the head of the yes. woman. But some people think that's a little bit sexist, but uh, that's the way. Well, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, that's right. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, that's right. 95% of the population are binary. They're either a male yeah. or a female. Yeah. And uh, un- unfortunately, some would say that um, there are homosexuals, both female and male. That's fine. We accept them as long as they don't try and tell us that they're normal <laughs> or drive the bizarre views of conditioning small children, at which stage I think they become criminals if they start doing that. I mean, you bring up some really good points <laughs> to, towards men's rights and yeah. you bring up a lot of good points about uh, sexuality and age and um, all these complicated things that adults should have to deal with, really. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of pay equity and gender equality? 
Because you've got all these women involved in sports. Playing well, that's, that's another gender issue that comes up about pay. But in many occupations, uh, if you do equal work, you usually do get equal pay. And I accuse some feminists of exaggerating and distorting the statistics. And that if you do the equal work, you will get the equal pay in most instances in New Zealand. And at times I've seen serious distortions of statistics as they stay statistics, statistics and damn lies. And some yep. of our more vigorous feminists, they have been twisting the statistics and telling us lies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Christianity identifies with the father heart of God. God has sent the spirit of a son into our hearts by which we cry, Abba, Father. So Christianity defends the roles of, of fathers and the cause men to be real men and women to be real women. But with a gender diverse world, we are living in changing times and we need to be tolerant and understanding towards all people. But we still need to hold the line, I believe, as, as Christians in, in, today, in today's world. And that's why I focus on Purple Hearted Fathers for Justice, the father and child reunion. Uh, Māori Ora Fathers Circle, uh, support group for the well-being of fathers. We aim to provide a safe place for sharing father-related issues with understanding and hoping to strengthen our fathering abilities. Now, fathers are getting a hard show of it in a modern sort of womanised world, the way it's going right now, and we know the suicide toll has been very high amongst males and fathers. And even when our council fathers online in terms of suicide prevention, they don't have anywhere to go and you've got to refer them to some place. And this is why I took you along to Evolve on Saturday, which talks about transformational tools and how you've got to take care of yourself and this sort of thing. What did you think of those transformational tools? And do you see it as uh, something that's providing an answer for men and, and fathers? Yeah, Jack, I enjoyed my time at the Evolve Group, and I think it was Andre's name, was it? Yeah, yeah, he's handing on some very valuable tools to men and women, but they are needed in today's confusing and complicated world. Sometimes it's very hard to work out what's really going on for yourself, and so some of these tools are very useful to stabilise and centre yourself so that you can get through your days without, because we also have... We're overwhelmed with information and it is difficult to sort it out. Yeah. And so you, you do need some of these tools, and men in particular, they do, because as I've described a number of times and spoken on your show before about the constant onslaught on male well-being, well, it's actually dragging our society down now, and there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. So we're talking to Kerry uh, Bevan today, uh, head of the Fathers Coalition, because I look upon you as the granddad of the whole movement because you're following in the footsteps of Jim Bagnall. And, He's my boss. He's my boss. And also Kerry is on the trust. He's a co-administrator with Suicide Prevention, so he's helping us to promote Rainbow Ribbons, Suicide First Aid, and also advocacy training, being there for people in, in uh, dire need, people who need counselling, people who are possibly mentally ill uh, uh, and this type of thing. So uh, we have a broad range of initiatives when, when it comes to suicide first aid, being a buddy supporter, grief counselling. 
Um, uh, and I've always thought there's been no grief counsellors at the coalface. Uh, we've been involved in this work now for 20 years, Kerry. And you even stood for the Republican Party. Twice you set up the Republican Party, didn't you? We stood in two elections. Yeah, and you stood for family restoration and uh, direct democracy at the times and a new constitution. So uh, do you still hold to these values when it comes to politics? Because Simon Bridges has retired now and he was a young person and he yes. promoted some brilliant ideas, you know, as a dad too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, I noted Simon Bridges is retired. Yeah, of course, my Republican values around what we were selling in the election for 2005 and 2008 are still rock solid. It was very clear now that we were um, ahead of our time and New Zealand, I see, is still... Uh, an adolescent country that's still struggling to grow up. There has yeah. there has been no real leadership much in New Zealand in terms of forward progress, in terms of identity and clarifying rights and uh, the promotion of business. It still is struggling to grow up, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so with our mission statement, when it comes to parental care and support, uh, father-mother mentoring, suicide prevention initiatives, ministry to mental health, uh, method addiction uh, recovery, promoting whole order, holistic health and well-being. Jenny, would you like to give us that code of ethics again? All right, so we are... When it comes to co-parenting, domestic violence, prevention, We are not lawyers and we, we disclaim that we take no... Like, we cannot say whether a, a child will come back to you, but what we can say is that we will give you all the grace that we can while you're in our facility. We also are non-discriminatory, non-gender biased, non-cultural biased. That sounds we good. Have, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and so, yeah, and we do not Reaching like any drugs, women. alcohol, anything on site, um, and we're here to support you. And we're assisting mothers and fathers to self-litigate, yeah. uh, providing um, a, a law student. So these are for our water support and parental support programs. So with Kerry Bevan, I'd like to emphasise the Men's Summit again, uh, Mount Monganui RSA, uh, 544 Mount Monganui Road, Friday the 29th, uh, 8.30 to 5pm. And what's going to be the line up there, Kerry? You've got the myth of male power, the boy crisis, the American author, what's, what's his name, Warren Farrell? Well, like I said earlier, Jack, we're delighted to have Warren Farrell coming on Zoom from California for an hour and a half at the Men's Summit this year. He is an authority, a world authority on parenting, masculinity, relationship yeah. and child rearing. And I'm absolutely wrapped that his latest book, The Boy Crisis, is something that I personally have been worried about for a number of years. He's now articulated all of these problems very clearly in the book, and yep. it will be a delight to have him talking about the issues that are damaging our boys and dragging our families and society down. Yeah. So do remember the Black Ribbon Program, <laughs> Show Your Care for Men, Adoption Agencies for the Preciousness of Life, and uh, Jenny who's my manager here. What do you think of Kerry? You've met Kerry now. As, oh, he's uh, absolutely fantastic. And I yep. was really excited. I was like, who did you say this man was? We just like, he's your boss, Jenny. Oh. Have you found some of his ideas challenging, you know, standing up for real um, men? No, I think, I think he's very onto it. 
actually. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that challenging at all. Um, yeah, it's just common you're sense. You're controversial, you're special though. You're controversial. Just, hold, just holding on to Anyway, guys, we're going to have to wrap up right now because it is time for the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. So we'd like to thank you for becoming a part of what we're doing of parental support services here. And um, if you have any ideas when it comes to masculinity, when it comes to fathers and the way of fathers are being treated, and um, we'd like to see godparents also. That was that's what Jan was talking about. Her husband was talking about having a godparent for every child. Because I'm working with Jenny, with um, Jess, and a couple of other ladies. And for more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.